Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Zone Time. Uh, I'm Julian. Omar is here. Sam is here. Avery is here as well. Uh, we promise by the end of the show, we will throw more punches than uh, Jordan Bennington did with Marc-Andre Fleury last week. And can I, can, we, can I just like say, those refs who stopped that fight should be like barred from the league. I'm sorry. That's a, that's, that's a bit strong. No, no. <laughs> Considering no, they're no. trying to stop fighting. Okay. But like, Okay. But if there is if there is any player in the league who I would be okay with seeing being in a fight and lose said fight to Mark Andre Fleury, it would be Jordan Bennington. The the again the league leader in fake punches, and I'm going to rile up the crowd after being shelled. Like ah, oh, that would have been so fun. He was mic'd up too. Like man, man, that would have been cool. That would have been funny. He might have been the moment of the year in the NHL, if we really think about it, yeah. unless we're missing something. That probably that. Yeah, it might have been that. But uh, yeah, shout out Jordan Bennington, who gets himself a two-game suspension for whatever the hell that was. Uh, yeah, that's our <laughs> first time getting to talk about that, actually, because that happened last week, and we didn't. I don't think we're going to really talk about it that much. Um, uh, there's some other stuff. There's another goalie who was in the news uh, a lot more than uh, Jordan Bennington, unfortunately. We will get to him. Uh, James Reimer of the San Jose Sharks, who uh, declined to wear a uh, jersey in honor of Pride Night uh, over the weekend as being held by the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the biggest thing with that story, I guess we're going to jump into that. We'll jump into the other topics with regards to the Western Conference. And uh, thank you to everyone who sent in tweets uh, for this little call out I did with regards to the new Fanatics deal with uh, the National Hockey League and their apparel. But let's start spending our time with the James Reimer story. The one thing with this story that obviously like you know stuck out in my mind when i saw it is the fact that because a lot of people seem to like james reimer as a person there's a lot of people or we don't know people as as people but there are a lot of people online who are fans of james reimer because of the personality that he at least tried to convey am i wrong in that or am i right in that is that an assumption am i going too far in that can't say i've actually ever given james reimer any thought that's fair, yeah. but there are people who have. I think it's a lot of Leafs fans, for the most part, who I guess kind of have or have had a special place in their heart for James Reimer because you know we all remember he was a goalie prospect that kind of came out of nowhere and ended up playing games for the team. Um, was this one of, if not the sole reason, they made the playoffs in the first place in 2013. And and I made this, I make the connection all the time. Like when I think of that Game Seven overtime loss, like I think of like James Reimer, like face down on the ice, just like like as a player who literally tr- did everything he could to try to try to get the team to win. But then you remember like the, all the, 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 the media, the interviews and stuff. It just seemed like such like 
a wholesome, like just a teddy bear, like a, like, I, I think, I think Steve Dangle, you always call him like a, a magic, uh, a magical angel robot from Winnipeg, like just such like a wholesome person. So when I saw like the tweet and the news, I was just like, generally, I was just, I've been disappointed every time a player has, has chosen to go down this route with that same explanation, but that one really surprised me just because I don't know. It, it's, we, we, we talk about it every single time this comes up. It's, it's just disappointing that that's the quote unquote excuse. And, but I, I I'm going to choose to focus on like what Luke, what uh, Luke pro pro cop said and said, you know, I think he, he had a response to it. If not this morning, then, um, then a couple of days ago, uh, just about, you know, this is just another instance of just a misunderstanding of what pride night means and how important it is and what it's trying to do. Um, so I'm going to try, I'm going to choose to focus on that. Brian That's Burgos. a good point. Sam, uh, I know you kind of, you know, kind of pushed a little bit with people thinking about James Reimer the way that maybe Leafs fans would. I was just curious about your opinion as well. I mean, I, it, I guess it's not so much disappointing as it is like, I think I was just unsurprised. I'm more surprised that, frankly, it took someone this long to just come out and say it. Um, I thought what was more interesting was the Sharks approach of, you know, I, I would have expected their PR team to be like, he's not available and just not, not uh, kind of acknowledge the situation, but they basically just were like, here, go hang yourself with some rope and just let him keep talking, um, which I thought was an interesting approach. I'm not sure that it was the wrong approach. You know, I think it probably cuts both ways. It's I think it runs counter to the objectives of Pride Night for him to be able to make those statements, which frankly, I think there have been, you know, I think every person on this show was raised or from, with religion, if not still practicing. Right. Um, and I think mm-hmm. we can all acknowledge that you, you can be religious and inclusive. Like, frankly, a, a cohesive reading of the New Testament, not to get into theology, would suggest that you shouldn't be the one casting the stone or making the judgment. Um, but leaving that aside, I, I think it was, it's a pity that fans had to hear that from him on Pride Night, um, in a Pride Night where I think the Sharks otherwise did a fantastic job. Yeah. And your social media account did a great deal of work in tweeting educational facts throughout the night. Um, the jersey they that was designed by a queer fan was, I thought, incredible. Loved the big trans shark. And I thought it really, it was a shame that it overshadowed the night. But at the same time, I'm not sure that the way teams have approached it, where they just don't wear the jerseys at all and just hide behind, oh, some players aren't comfortable with it, so we're not going to do it. I don't think that's the right decision either. I I actually think, you know what, if you want to make that choice, you want to show yourself as, not an ally, if you want to put yourself out there with this, like, sorry to swear on the show, but this bullshit that you love people, but you don't endorse their lifestyle, which frankly doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, come out and say it, own it, own it and let people, you know, people are free to then have their opinions about you as a person. Um, my last thought on that was, I thought it was particularly egregious that he then tried to give the excuse of, well, I have a Muslim friend and he would understand if I didn't wear a Muslim. Oh, 
and like just pull Nazem Kadri into it. Like I yeah. thought that was impulsive. Yeah, that was very disappointing just to you. Nothing, yeah. nothing about anything he said was good. Yeah, it just felt like he like the like the the longer he went on with that, the the, the larger the hole he was kind of digging for himself. Avery, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I think to just echo what everybody's saying here, what he said dug himself a bigger hole. He had contradictions in what he was trying to say, and also people forget he signed a pride puck. He can sign a pride puck, but you can't wear a jersey. And point earlier, there are many players who are who are who are of faith. Ragnado is very devout. Bill Grubauer are very devout, and they took part in this. And what does it say? Like no one's telling James Reimer, you know. Go, no one's telling him to march a pride parade or do or go or appear in a video. All you're being asked is whether to show that people from different communities belong in the game, which is still a major, major issue. Hockey is still a sport in which, if you are not a white straight male, you have barriers to get into the game. And all the Sharks want to do is tell those fans that you should be safe watching or being a part of hockey. That's it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and once again, uh, a situation where someone who wants to uh, find, you know, exercise whatever belief they want to believe in, uh, unfortunately, takes away from the purpose of that night, which is to ensure that fans uh, of the LGBTQIA plus community are welcomed and are included uh, in the Sharks community. Uh, there's a thread that I suggest everyone who's listening or watching this video check out from from Marissa and Jemmy, where she followed up with a bunch of of queer fans who were at the game and what it meant for them to be there. And 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 it's stories like that that unfortunately get lost in 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 incidents like this. And I, I'm, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, but the more we have players do this like what James Reimer's done, what Ivan Provorov has done, the more the ultimate message of these pride nights gets lost. And I don't want to, it sucks that we're at a point now where we have to go through every single team and we have to wonder, okay, what is this team doing? What are, how are they celebrating this night? Are players going to sit out of this or not? Like that should not be the point. If you're an NHL team and your goal is to have this type of night, the goal should be to, having an atmosphere that is inclusive. It should be the way for every night, but especially on that night, it should be inclusive. And unfortunately, because of what's going on, uh, that message is 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 being lost. And, and for the Sharks too, it looked as if they had a really great presentation. The Pride Night jersey looked pretty great. The shark was dressed, was was colored in, in, in the trans flag colors. Uh, and I mentioned the fans earlier that Marissa highlighted in her, in her Twitter thread. Like those are things that should be highlighted. Not so much James Reimer's comments, but it's kind of a weird like we can't not ignore it at this point considering how players how teams have gone about it in the past but this this is kind of where we're at right now and i still think when it comes time for next year maybe we're going to see changes for the better or maybe for the worse with how teams handle it unfortunately it sucks i I want to add you know it's slippery slope because what's stopping a player from not wearing jerseys for other communities and saying, oh, I don't want to wear a jersey for Black History Month. I don't want to wear a jersey for Indigenous Month. Or that, or that, or that garbage about, you know what? Oh, that, that my teammate, he knows I support him, but I have no, I, I have no inclination to do it publicly. Like, I've thought about, I thought about it too, specifically with Black yeah. History Month. Like, what if we're unfortunately in a point where a team would want to do something 
in commemoration of unfortunately a another black person losing their life at the hands of police and the mm-hmm. team says all right we're going to do something what if or if it happens to coincide with like a black history month celebration and then some player because they feel oh black lives matter is this terrorist organization blah 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 all yeah. that all lives yeah. matter blah 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 and then they do that like that's a perfect like it's a random it's a very specific scenario to draw up but i can totally see that happening unfortunately yeah. And the fact that we can see these scenarios happening just speaks to, and I hate this line, how far we have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. It, it, it's, it's a bit of an unfortunate situation with that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to add on that before we move on to another topic? I know we don't have to belabor the point over and over, but if there's anything else, we can give that moment in. And then after that, we can just swap off to something else. I think you may need to revisit this again next week after the Canucks and Flames have their Pride Night next week. Also should be noted, really? we're recording on a day where the Dallas Stars are supposed to do their own Pride Night. And they put up a tweet with Max Domi uh, on, as their, I don't know, that's not specifically as like a cover thing, but like they had put up a tweet with Max Domi on it. Not saying he wouldn't partake in it, but we don't know. People are looking at that and are wondering what are they going to do with that? We may very well have to revisit that. You're right. Um Jeez. Yeah, it's I think we're uh, going to have to because the Canucks statement to Patrick Johnson today was uh, they'll release more information closer to and not just a, yeah, we've always done it. So we're going to. I believe uh, the Flames Pride Night is. Which frankly is like, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people said it was important for the Sharks because the Bay Area is has a huge LGBTQIA plus community. But that's true of Vancouver. And that is they have worn Diwali jerseys, Lunar New Year jerseys, Indigenous jerseys. They've done warm-up jerseys for every other event this year. So they have. that is mm-hmm. going to go over very, very poorly if they don't do it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe the Flames are doing theirs on the 28th. Uh, I sent a note to PR asking what they're doing. I have not heard back in time for, for the recording. So, yeah, this is a bit of – and that's that is – and I wonder uh, – that's the last thing I'll say about this too – to this point, we've heard the Flyers, the Rangers, the Wild, and the Sharks. Those are four teams, four NHL teams, and the Dallas Stars will have theirs tonight. We don't know what will happen with them. I say tonight's and Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday. We have not heard about a Canadian team. Uh, I mean, who knows what will happen with how the coverage will go in our country if, say, the Canucks or the Flames or some other team in Canada uh, goes down the route of any of those other four teams I mentioned. It, we could be in for something very interesting. And I still think we are bound to see changes with this format, considering the attention that has been put out there on those players who decide to opt out. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, We will probably have to revisit that at a later date. It kind of sucks. Every so often on the show, we have to talk about things that suck. And then we have to make the awkward transition to talk about hockey. Because that's the point of the show, people. We can't oh, just... I thought you were going to say... And speaking of things that suck, the Calgary Flames. Oh, that, do, I would have lost Do you want to talk about the Flames first? I would have uh, lost I'm, good, I'm glad with that. I mean, can, can we? Yeah, of course we can. Of so, course we can. Mind you, yeah. we are recording on a day where they are playing against the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Maybe they they win on the Tuesday, and then, then, tomorrow, then the next day, their playoff chances go up into the 30s again. I don't know. But uh, did you guys see that uh, season in review tweet uh, put up on the the Flames broadcast on Sportsnet ahead of the LA Kings game? Uh, 41 games decided by one goal, the most in the NHL. Uh, 26 losses in one goal games, most in the NHL. 
uh, 15 overtime and shootout losses. You guessed it, most in the NHL. Uh, before the game, uh, 77 posts hit uh, by the Calgary Flames. Uh, anyone want to guess what I'm going to say next? <laughs> yep. Oh. Most of the NHL. Oh, my uh, God. Third period comeback wins. Fewest in the NHL at zero. The, you guessed <laughs> it. People. You, all of us co- combined have had as many third period comeback wins. Uh, just imagine if we were a fictional hockey team as the Calgary Flames have had ahead of Tuesday night. That could change. And uh, losses when out shooting opponents by 10 or more shots, uh, 21 losses. Uh, that is the most in NHL history. Again, this is ahead in history game against oh, Anaheim. Oh my God. In NHL history, not in the both NHL history. This, all these stats are all ahead of the Tuesday night game, uh, against the Anaheim Ducks, but yeah, 21 losses when out shooting opponents by 10 shots or more, 21 this year, the most in NHL history. L- listen, man. I would aim to be a flame right now. I stand. Oh, by. I heard what you did. I heard what you did. You, I heard what you did. Oh. You, you ate to be a flame. You, you <laughs> with that Edmonton bias. I mean, okay. I mean, right now it must be tough. I, I stand by what I what I've said, and I, I think we've all mirrored about what needs to be done um, when it comes to changes in the organization. However, comma. We need a shirt. Daryl, Daryl might be right. Wait, what? Listen, listen. Okay, Daryl oh, has Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter. I did not see this coming. Daryl Sutter has talked about how the team does not have any like like paraphrasing does not have like any elites like finishing anymore. They don't have any game breakers. That's been said all year. Now, I'm not saying a hundred percent of it is not his fault. But zero third period comebacks, 21 losses when out shooting the opponent by 10 plus. Damn, man. Like, damn, man. Like that, that's that's tough. That 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 is tough. And like, like, yeah, if if I had a dollar for every time I've said that the Winnipeg Jets are lucky that Calgary's so bad, I'd have five dollars, which isn't a lot. <laughs> But the fact that it is, I've said it multiple, at least five times is a problem because, like, it's it's just weird. And and but I don't know. Like at the same time, it feels like every time we talk about it's just like when we were talking about the Canucks for like ever. Like e- like every time we talk about the Flames, it, it comes down to the same the same conclusion: the coach and the team does not match. We all know what needs to be done. So like. Like, unless ownership just, like, says, you know what? Yes, Daryl's our boy. We like him. But you know what? We kind of want to be good when we're paying people double digits and stuff. So, like, unless until they make that decision, like, I don't understand how they look at this. Like, like this is what we're seeing. Like, mm-hmm. we all know that teams have, like, internal micro stats and stuff. I would love to see what that says. Like, does, does it, is there, like, a fine print that says, you know what? It's not Daryl's fault. Because, like, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand I, this should be a cake. They should be in a playoff spot. They should. This be. should be a cakewalk for them. Like again, Winnipeg's been horrible, man. The top line's getting benched. This should be. This is the moment that teams like wait for a team that's like maybe that that had like a bad start, but you're just like you're, but you're kind of like finding your legs a little bit, and you just need someone to fall out of it. This is it. This is the fall. Yeah. It's like it's like 
the the flames are, are on ground level and then like winnipeg is on like the second floor and they toss them like a ball and they still dropped it anyway I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And it's such a shame. Like, I think regardless of what happens, like this season's a freaking failure, especially yeah. if they miss, especially if they miss. Well, their goal at the beginning of the year was to make the playoffs. So if they don't make the playoffs, it is a failure. Yeah. But doing it, not making it this way, like that's, oh, like, it's beyond. I mean, that's when you take context and you ramp it up by like a million. Like that's horrible, man. I, I hate to be the harbinger of, of maybe not death in this case, but of, of, bad news to come or just news to come. I really think we're in for something really drastic this summer in Calgary. There's no way we don't have some kind of big piece of news. Is it, does Daryl just say, you know what? Hey man, I'm done. I'm going to the farm. I'm not taking the extension. Does Daryl do the flames? Just look at Daryl Sutter. They look at the money he's owed over the next two years. And they're like, well, you know, we could just make him GM and just pay him that way. Or, you know, what about players? What about Jonathan Huberto? What about Nazem Kadri? You mean to tell me after? I mean, like the players are all saying like, hey, man, we all like to play for each other in this room. Guys. You mean to? I I don't know. Here's the thing. (laughs) I don't know if that's a lie. I don't know if that's a lie. Yeah. I think we've all had bosses in our respective jobs who get on our nerves. And then we maybe kind of bond a little more with our coworkers because our boss is a little annoying. Maybe you don't hate the boss necessarily sometimes, but like you're like, hey, you know, he's he's grinding my gears a little bit. Mm. I think that's what we're getting in Calgary right now. I think that's what it is. Uh, and I think at this point, with with the style, with how things are going, wouldn't surprise me if there were a few guys in the room right now who were not too fond of Daryl. It happened in LA. They locked him out of the room. It's not the first time that's gonna happen. But I think at some point, considering the amount of time that's left with this roster to be competitive and those contracts i really think something's gonna have to give at some point you might have to pick between daryl sutter and some of these players i think that's generally what's gonna have to happen this summer and another thing that sucks too is like i was look going through their cap friendly because like they'll have like close to if not a little bit over like seven millions coming off the cap just like with with lucic um with with richie and stuff so and this is a pretty bad like free agent class like there's there are not that many like like legitimate like producers or like or finishers and even if they and if they are then they're like you know past 30 like you have alex Kalorn, bergeron's wow. probably going to retire are nhl gm's gonna actually going to behave this summer and they might have to oh my god because like there there literally is not yeah there's tarasenko maybe you sign tarasenko you try to thomas tatar i don't know like there are not that many like elite elite talents in this free agent class, so it looks like uh, Calgary might have to do the thing that got them in here in the first place. They might have to make a deal. Uh, uh, Avery, uh, how much are Oilers playoff tickets? Is it worth the three-hour drive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oilers playoff tickets are probably going to cost you an arm and a leg, the same cost as a hot dog in Rogers' place. So I mean, yeah. if they're gonna be pricey, but you want to you want to come up duly and watch a game. You know, be my guest and come up and enjoy the Moss Pit because there'll be no playoff action at the Saddle Dome the way it stands right now. As it stands, um, there's some news we should get to uh, that seems to have just dropped uh, as we were recording. Bo uh, Horvath got you... traded again. No, no, it's not a trade. <laughs> not, a trade. not a trade. <laughs> uh, Sam might be interested in this. 
the Avalanche have ex- have announced a three-year extension for uh, Jared Bednar, taking him to uh, 2027. Good move. Good move. Good move. Jared Bednar. Good coach. Pretty good coach. I like that. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, in terms of... it's, I think it's a pretty good segue to another topic I want to discuss, unless you wanted to dunk on the flame some more. There's nothing really else to say. It's just it's just unfortunate. I feel for a lot of those players there who, who like probably like were who probably like saw what Cal- what happened at Calgary last year and just thought ah, you know the goalie was bad once it'll be fine. And then Markstrom said, "Hold my beer, I'll be bad all the time." Um, and then the other team was like, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to score for you." It's not always his fault. No, I mean, but-, but that being said, there's been stretches where he and Dan Vladar have not been good, and that has to be accounted for. Mm. But it's not how's, how's Dustin Wolf doing? You mean the best goalie in the AHL? Hmm. And he is not in the NHL because why? I think they probably would rather not put him in this type of mess. Hmm. Hot take. I I kind of agree with that approach. Why mm-hmm. carry three goalies and then re- potentially ruin the confidence of one of them? And people are like, oh well, if his confidence is going to get ruined, maybe you shouldn't be in the NHL. No, but if the confidence is responsible for a, and I quote, 31-25-15 record with a minus one goal differential outside of a playoff spot where the Winnipeg Jets have lost many games, are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10, while you continue to be 4-4-2 four, four, in your last 10. This is a rather long quote. I think... You got to try something. They didn't sell at the deadline. They didn't buy at the deadline, unless you count the Richie thing. They, they got to try something, man. I don't know. Maybe you rally around the kid. His last name is Wolf. That's cool. Rally around the Wolf. Oh, imagine, uh, oh, imagine all on, all that on the shirt. Uh, on the hunt just, for a playoff spot. Did huh? you? I, I uh, Okay. Well, well, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like a lot of people will want to see Dustin Wolf play. He's doing really well in the AHL. I don't think it's just better. Just let him dominate in the AHL. If you could figure out a way to offload one of the two goalies you have up in the NHL right now, and you could put him, you put him in a situation where he can get consistent NHL minutes. Fine. I don't know if I, 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 I have no problem being wrong. I just don't know if calling him up right now is the right move. I just don't, I don't see the point. You're not going to make the playoffs. I don't know. Ooh, anyway, oh, they both have term. Oh, okay, that's that surprised me. I and thought, also, I thought, and for what it's worth, good. Wolf is like waiver exempt for like the next like two years, I think. Huh? So like yeah, they could just call fair. him up and down whenever. Anyway, um, we've spoken enough about the Calgary Flames. Let's start to look a little bit more at the rest of the Western Conference in terms of teams that are really good and teams that scare you. I think the Colorado Avalanche are up there. Uh, I just announced the extension for Jared Bednar. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are definitely up there, but is there someone else who who scares you, or is it really just those two teams? I mean, LA, I mean, they they looked really good against the Flames. They've looked really good since February, since February first. I uh, shout out to uh, Drew Livingstone uh, on Twitter uh, from the SDPN saying they're the Kings are the best team uh, since February first. Yeah, I don't think people are talking about the Kings the Kings enough, nope. man. Like, and they got rid of Jonathan Quick. Which is might be a good thing, maybe. I don't they know. Lost to the Canucks. Uh, oh, did they really? <laughs> well, you know, every good yeah, team loses to the Canucks, right, Toronto? 
forget who mentioned this the other day. I think actually, I think it was Keith Yandel. I think he just kind of just said, like, you know, imagine if, if the Canucks hired Rick Tocket a month earlier, they might actually be in the playoff chase. Um, and he might not be they wrong. are in the playoff chase. Well, I mean, they're a little farther back. Oh, God. They they're five play. points away from dropping out of the top 10 in the draft and a 0% chance of landing Connor Bedard. The platinum zero, zero tank awareness. I just can't stop winning. Can't stop winning. It's, it's so funny that Sam called it too. Yep. Like, no, no hyperbole. Sam called this when we were like chirping them in November. <laughs> it's, it's so, they, they make no sense. They don't make and, sense. They never made sense. And I get it. It's not players that tank, it's, it's the organizations and managerial staff that tank. But like, man. They're starting Thatcher Demko tonight against Vegas. What's the point? Oh. Pride. They play for pride, so they know what they have next year. <laughs> they, they play for pride, so they, they know what for- they have next year. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was another pride joke to be made in there, but I'm going to let it go. No. Oh. Whoa. No. Boo. I want to know the joke. Oh is he going to get us canceled? No, I was just going to say, I don't know if the Canucks are actually going to play in their pride jerseys next week. Oh, yeah, that's actually really true. That's not going to get us canceled. That's okay. That's not inflammatory. Not the right kind of pride. Not the right kind of pride at all. Yeah, seriously. Stupid. Oh, we need to feel focus on focus on next year and build for next year. I'm like, you know what? I'd be focusing on this year. What? At Connor Bedard has 70 goals. 70. Seven zero. So I saw this. Yes, I'm assuming that means seventy in French. My yes. French is gone. Um, yes. Plus all <laughs> this is seventy in French. Yes. Like I like. Oh. I we, need, mention, we need more Tim Murray's back. We need we need term Tim Murray. We need people to say like I dream I dream about getting getting like McDavid and stuff. And we need we need that to return because do we need more Tim Murray's to be disappointed at the end when you end up with Jack Eichel? <laughs> That's great player. I keep, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something. Go ahead. The only, uh, the only under 18 CHLer in the last 30 years who has had more points than Bedard this season is this year Crosby had 166 points. Cam Robinson tweeted that yesterday. Whatever happened to that Sidney Crosby guy? Was he any good? Works at Tim Hortons now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's who that is in those commercials. That must be the most popular Tim Hortons in all, in all of Canada. I was going to mention in terms of teams okay. that are scary, you know, I I still think people should, should still fear the Golden Knights, eight and two in their last um, ten games on top of the division. And even though every oh God, yeah. every twenty five games they lose a goaltender, and they are still a strong team in the division. They lose. They've gone through what five goaltenders now, and they have not missed a beat in net. Like they've had injuries to um, Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson. They bring in Jonathan Quick, and the Golden Knights are still chugging along. It reminds me of 2017, 2018 when Flurry went down and Malcolm Subban came in, and the Golden Knights kept on winning. This is a team like no matter on base, no matter who gets hurt, no matter who misses time, the Golden Knights still find a way to win. Who was that nineteen-year-old who played that one year? Was it like Maxime? Um, like Dylan Maxime Ferguson. With who? There was Dylan I remember. Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they went down to like their fifth, like a fifth stringer at one point. Like it, it's nuts. 
and the Orioles dunked him. They lost, that was eight two game. Orioles dropped, dropped a piano on his head that game. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I missing from this year's Golden Knight squad? Because Aiden Hill, Laurent Brassois, Jonathan Quick, Logan Thompson. Am I missing anybody else? I feel like I am. No, Hutchinson's in. Hutchinson? Michael Hutchinson? Okay. Oh, no, no, he was in. No, he was on Columbus. We have the internet, people. Let's figure out how many <laughs> how many goalies have played for the Vegas Golden Knights this year. We we have the internet at our disposal. We can legit find this out like right now. Uh, but like at least four we can think of. Elevator music, elevator music, elevator music. Elevator. So there is in fact five. I don't know if anyone's gonna get the five. Well, you're you're Patera. Yuri Patera. Uh, yeah. So Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, Jonathan Quick, Yuri Patera, and Laurent Brassois are the five goalies who have all suited up in a Vegas Golden Knights uniform this year. And they all have winning records. <laughs> they all have save percentages <laughs> over 904. That's insane. Oh, my God. How, how, all of their GAAs are, like, in the twos. How has no one talked about this? That's insane. They're, they all have winning records. They all have winning records. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's nuts. I mean, Laurent hey, has a 102 record. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Still, what the hell? Yeah, to be honest, like <laughs> looking at that, like based off of like what Avery's saying, like no, maybe Calgary might as well just stay where they are because like if Winnipeg's in trouble. Winnipeg, like that, that, that's trouble. And then Calgary, if you get in, okay, and say hi to Vegas. <laughs> like, like, whole <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't know. The West actually might might be a little interesting. Maybe not in the sense of like who gets in, but the phase the but for the point of like who's playing who. Um, but like I think the only series I can say is probably locked in is I guess LA and Edmonton, which I am very excited. Oh, for. that's gonna be lit. We get a rematch. I'm very, exactly. I'm very excited for that. Um, so that'd be cool. Todd McClellan can maybe get some revenge times two. Mm, I'm I'm excited for that. I also just want to shout out um Jason Robertson and the Dallas Stars. Uh, because uh getting to watch Jason Robertson from up close uh the other night against the Calgary Flames. What a guy, man. Mm-hmm. What a player. Over 40 goals, dynamic scorer, should be one of the primary faces of the league. Like Man, he's so good. I like I, I genuinely like him as a player. As a player. Like I, I think he's sick. I think he just the fact that he's able to like even I don't know if you guys saw that game winning goal he scored against the Flames, kind of enters the zone, does a little move on Rasmus Anderson, finishes with the backhand, celebrating like like I know Flames fans will probably hate that, but like, damn, that looked really good. Damn, yeah. he's a really good player. And imagine but, if we lived in a world that didn't have Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid in it. He would be the guy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, his finishing ability is, cra- is crazy. And I remember there was, like, like the beginning of the season, there was, like, a week where everyone talked about him, and then people stopped. But it's just, like, he was still producing. Was, and remember still his producing. contract, right? Mm-hmm. Steel. I, I forgot about that. Like, we were, Steel. like... What's that kind of thing? 41 goals uh, the last year in 74 games, 41 goals in 70 games this year and he has 88 points he's in the midst of a career season at the age of 23 years old he's just (laughs) on a 7.75 cap hit and he's 23 years old that's insane that's gonna that's gonna be one of those value value contract that's gonna be the new max patch ready like 
That's that's an insane contract for again such like a high performing player. That's crazy. I, I, is, is it cool to say that zone time uh, is maybe as a whole that we 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 rock with Jason Robertson? There are players we like. There are players we hype up. I think it's fair we could put Jason Robertson in there. Yeah, I'd get an Adidas jersey of Robertson. Adidas. Would you get a Fanatics jersey of Jason Robertson? So, <laughs> like, okay. I'm, oh, we'll buy one of the Adidas ones on sale now. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Nordstrom's on 5% off? 5% yeah. off at Nordstrom? What, a, what, is, what is that? Oh, anyway. my gosh. <laughs> I, like, read up on it because I've seen a lot of, like, poor fanatics products poor mm. fanatics products um and you know like like things being misspelled and like threads and damages and stuff and i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna read up on it so i i read um uh wachinski's uh, article on it i guess they interviewed someone from fanatics um talking not sure about who how... yahoo knows who greg wachinski is <laughs> i think you might have to uh, add more contacts but yeah yeah espn writer um so uh, so read that and like, you know, they're kind of pretty much saying, you know, like fanatics has like slowly been around for a while in the NHL. They sold like a lot of in-game arena stuff and like the video, the NHL put out a video and the, Hey, they, they, they wear our hats and Hey, they, they wear our sweaters and, and, and Hey, we're not going to change that much. And we're not going to change much to the Jersey. Everything's going to look fine. We might just, you know, change the material and stuff. And it's like, and then I saw another tweet where the yeah, MLB has Nike yeah, NBA has Nike, and now the NHL has Fanatics. Well, you, we should mention something with the MLB specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have Fanatics making their jerseys, but they put a Nike logo on them. Why can't we do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's funny that, like, leaving, leaving aside the other major league sports, the CHL's jerseys are made by CCM. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dude. Like, the CHL jerseys are going to be better than the NHL jerseys. Bro, CCM jerseys last a long time, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, imagine... Lord. Yeah, someone already corrected me that it's for, like, the year after. But, like, I just really enjoy imagining Connor Bedard, like, trading in a CCM jersey for a Fanatics jersey. Not even, like, Russell Athletic, bro. <laughs> you, and- you know you. You know, it'd be funny in what? a couple of years when this deal kicks in. If, like, say, for example, someone hooks Car McDavid and his jersey rip, rips mid breakaway. Like, <laughs> so, he's, so he's getting towards oh, the Nedges' pad. Honestly. After getting hooked. <laughs> like, are they, are they going to put, like, like fight straps on or are people just going to get gonna get jerseyed again? Like, are, are we going to get, like, a renaissance they're of taking, jersey? Aren't they taking, they're taking over the Adidas factory that makes the jerseys, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. They were good. They're going to use the, the same. same ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the big thing that everyone's saying is that like the on ice product shouldn't be that crazy. It'll take a few years before we actually see genuine changes, but mm-hmm. obviously people are more concerned with uh, what like, you know, the Jersey will look like, well, if we like the fan stuff, the breakaway line or, or however they want to describe it. Like that's the biggest. <laughs> <No>. Like, <laughs> Hey, I see what you did there. Break. Oh, wait. oh. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just saying the game. Uh, shout out to everyone. I don't know why they signed it for 10 years. That's I was literally talking about. I was just about to ask. I'm like, why? am I the only one who thinks that 10 years is a long time? It's a long time for an outfitter. Man, like, like who knows? Like, like maybe you can like rekindle things with 
with Adidas again. I, I don't know. Like ten years is a long time, man. Like, Why? What if they go, like, like what if by you know not nothing they will, but what if say for example year five they go under? Then what? It's like, man. I don't know, man. Uh, and shout, yeah, shout out to everyone who uh, sent in uh, tweets to this call out. I did fill in the blank. The NHL signing a 10 year deal with fanatics is blank. Uh, Daryl keeping says absurd. The quality and efficiency of their service are non-existent. Um, <laughs> the deck 17 says uh, the equivalent of the Calgary Flames season, pain and suffering. No end in sight. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> um keep going keep going keep going yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um someone uh nathan conville just tweeted the a gif of, of steve carell in the office uh the date um what's his name uh the hr guy comes back to the oh. office and he's just like no, no! <laughs> oh my gosh uh robert murray equivalent to trading the pick that drafted jordan Cairo for 53 games of brian elliott <laughs> ouch <laughs> Uh, well, not, like, fan- not fantastic, says Mr. Bugler. Uh, go ahead, Omar. Yeah, I, I think of, of all of all of them, like one that stands out to me is is Spencer. Spencer um uh sat filmy. Yeah, I'm assuming up uh, 14 says a typical of the NHL and not in a good way. That's a problem. That is, yeah. That's a we expect the mm-hmm. NHL to fall on their head every single time. This is supposed to be something that the fans should rally around. Oh my gosh, we can buy like new jerseys from this new company. And we're all just like, oh my gosh, this is brutal. Which again proves what we all know. Gary Bettman doesn't know freaking anything about what fans want. Oh, oh, there, there's 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 no big issues in the game. Excuse, excuse me. What? What? We have the best officiating in the league. No one cares about the playoff format. Like for for a, a for a league that loves to say. That like that the oh well we want to do our best to like bring new fans in and enhance the fan experience like no no if anything you're pushing this out I for the, you know what for the first time I'm actually going to try to watch another sport I try and then I give up what I actually try not saying I'm giving up on hockey but it's just like man like the like the only cool thing that the league has done this season. Was that, was that recent thing where they had like the video game New York Rangers game or whatever? That was yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Drew Carter and uh, Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks. Uh, like, that, that was cool. But like, besides that, and the fact again that like we expect them to mess up, like, oh my gosh, man, like, like read your room, read your audience, read your fan base. They're tell they, they do not like fanatic stuff. And this is a new people have been posting crusted fan, fanatic stuff for, for eons. Uh, Fanatic sucks uh, is the Twitter account you should uh, look at. For reference. <laughs> Come on! There is a legit Twitter account called Fanatic sucks, and people will like post. Like I remember, I ordered like a a jersey from them. I mean, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from them, uh, but like I ordered a jersey from them a couple of years ago. There was like a hole like in the middle of the shirt. Like it was just like like what is this? You guys, uh, you guys obviously follow the stanchion. Yes. Yeah. Wyatt. Yes. It was so funny seeing this announcement because he has been on a personal anti-fanatics campaign for the last, I want to say, two weeks. Oh, he's going to lose Just like mind. multiple tweets uh, a day because he uh, ordered an All-Star jersey before the All-Star game and hasn't gotten it. He hasn't gotten it? <laughs> I think there was a story. I can't remember all the details, um, but 
he tweeted this morning that he woke up to more notifications than he's ever had in his entire life. Oh, no. (laughs) How? Get this man a jersey. How does the NHL keep seeing fanatics light their own house on fire and say, yeah, we want you to make our game jerseys now? How? I mean, you're talking about a league that is proud of one of their 32 teams playing in an arena where you can see the shadows of the players on TV all the time and no one's done anything to get into the ASMR. I'm just saying this league makes no sense no at all. Um it just it's it's a bit of a weird one. You have to say it's a weird one. I have to uh make this quick shout out before we wrap up because we are running low on time. Um on the subject of notable Vancouver people. We have to acknowledge the return of Mr. Booth 07. Yo, I laughed so hard. That's music today. I saw yes. it. And I was like, at first, see, here's the thing. At first, I was being, I thought I was being, I was being boothed. So I looked at, I looked at the <laughs> header. I clicked, I clicked on the, I clicked on the, on the account. And I was like, no, no, it's actually the account. So like, that's hilarious. So like, yeah, like it, it's, it just, it's unfortunate, but also like, also pretty probably good for the likelihood, for the livelihood of a lot of like insiders that he came back after the deadline. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, because if he came back on the day of the deadline, that would have resulted yeah. in chaos. But uh, we just want to say, uh, on behalf of everyone here at Zone Time, Mr. Booth, 007, not 007, just 07, mm-hmm. uh, we love you and we appreciate what you do. Yeah, and thank I, you for not terrorizing any of us. I can't wait for the first, oh no, I've been boofed. I, I live for those moments. Those <laughs> I live for those moments. I can't wait for them to come back. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of uh, Zone Time. We inch closer and closer to Draft Lottery Day, and we ha- and uh, I can't wait until we all start using Tankathon uh, to uh, figure out who where Connor Bedard's going to go, among Probably other things. Probably coming on that episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, sneak peek, San Jose. San Jose wins. All right. We're going we're gonna to figure that out among other things. Subscribe to the podcast, however you listen to podcasts. Uh, for everybody, I'm Julian. Uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.